Hey, you're listening to the Swap Moto Live Fox Friday feature, and uh, actually this is the first time we've done a podcast for it, but for good reason. Um, this is Don Maeda, and I have Josh Hill on the phone with me from his home in uh, North Carolina, and uh, man, I think we're all, I think everybody's pretty stoked to see you uh, back in action on a Supercross track this weekend in Tampa. So, uh, yeah. how did, uh, how, how did it come about, bud? Well, honestly, like if you would have asked me six months ago, if I was going to race a full series of supercross again, I would have been like, nah, I got no interest in it. And, uh, but I was going to go do, uh, the Australian supercross series for Craig Dak. I went down and did the last three rounds and, uh, you know, monster still has me going and doing some events. Like they mainly just have me doing video stuff. Mm-hmm. But they, you know, they had me go do some supercross events. So, you know, I had an opportunity to ride for CDR, which is it's factory Yamaha over there. Yeah. So I didn't want to just show up out of shape and suck. So <laughs> I just started trying to ride it. Like I moved out to North Carolina last summer and I was just loving it. I was loving the mountain biking out here, the riding. And I was just kind of already trying to get myself into shape just because I'd let myself go pretty good after, after uh, racing was over. So I was just kind of just kickstarting it. And uh, I was going out to Daxton Benix a lot and riding with him. And then I started going out to Club MX here and there. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just the, the place is insane. Like to, to go out there and train it, it's like every day you got a new track pretty much. You know, I got four supercross tracks, four motocross tracks. So I was just really pumped on riding. And we kind of just joked around about the prospect of me riding a 250 and I didn't shut it down or anything, but I was kind of like, yeah, okay, let's see, you know, let's see how, I, you know, what your guys' program's looking like, if I can fit into it, you know, this and that. And then we just kept talking and I rode their bikes and, you know, they got hooked up with twisted development on the engines. So they got YZ250s with twisted development engines. And you know, that guy could make a really good bike. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, then, you know, we got him to agree to do uh, suspension with Enzo. So I knew I was going to be able to trust the, the suspension was going to be good. And, uh, you know, we just, we just kept working at it and I'm actually just really stoked to go racing. Cause I think I've got a bike that is as good as a privateer bike can get. You know, I, I think also the YZ250F now compared to the one you raced back in the day, even though this is a privateer effort, I mean, it's a far superior bike to what you raced in the past. Yeah. Well, I think we're probably looking at about. 15 more horsepower than what i was riding back then <laughs> yeah uh i mean i haven't looked at the dyno numbers on this thing exactly but i, I assume it's somewhere in that range it's uh and it's it seems to be reliable and uh you know having you know it's, a lot of people can make fast bikes but making a fast bike that you can trust is mm-hmm. uh that's the biggest thing on the 250s and, and having stuff that's tried and true so with those guys working with, with jamie ellis and twisted development it put me it put my mind at ease big time mm-hmm. on that. And I, you know, we just tested the race bike for the first time yesterday. And it, like, I was, I wasn't stressing it really at all because my practice bike that still had like a stock piston and a lot of stock parts on it still was actually really good. Mm-hmm. But he kept telling me how good the race bike was going to be. And then I rode it yesterday and I'm, I'm excited to go racing. <laughs> okay. So let's back it up a little bit. Um, man, what I think was it last summer or yeah i think it was last summer uh uh chase curtis and i 
we joined you out and uh, I think we're in Beaumont and <laughs> you you busted out your snowcross bike, you put knobby tires on it and uh we made a video called like jumping a eighty horsepower Yamaha or something and I think I think to date that's our number one viewed video on uh Swap Moto Live's YouTube channel. But uh so like back <laughs> then you, you know, you were just kinda goofing off and uh you're still riding the Alta and the doing urban motocross videos and everything and uh you know doing the snow cross racing and then but i mean what what uh really got you interested in coming back to race was it the uh was it the couple races on the factory yamaha 450 that got you more interested if anything the fact like when i went and did the in 2000 was it 2018 when i did those couple races in the factory that almost like discouraged me more than anything because <laughs> i was so out of shape man like it was kind of, it was one of those things i was at a snow bike i was right i was at the final round of the ama snow bike national championship i just kind of transitioned from being the the, the monster energy kind of tm team manager guy yeah. for the motocross side to being they put me back on as an athlete and I really wasn't, hadn't worked on my athlete body yet. <laughs> and I was still just riding snow bikes and free riding and, you know, get done right doing some free riding with your buddies, you know, drink a lot, you know, drink a few beers and, yeah, you know, what? Well, there was no training regimen really. And when I got the call to go, you know, when Keith McCarty called me, I really, I thought it was, I thought it might be you when I got the voicemail, like <laughs> having somebody call me and do like when you did your crank call. <laughs> yeah. Because I was like, there's no way there's want me to ride the bike, but everybody was hurt and it worked out and it was really cool. Like Seattle was fun. I mean, I was actually running fourth to like the lap before the halfway point in that abbreviated mud race. Yeah. And, uh, um, and then what is it? Uh, Barsha got hurt, right? Was it? Cause I was filling in for, no, I was filling in for Barsha and then Webb got hurt a week later. So then I rode the last two rounds for him. Mm -hmm. And on the dry races, I mean, I made all the mains, but I was just, I, you know, I wasn't in any good shape. <laughs> and I sucked. And then uh, I then I st just started doing a bunch of free ride stuff. Like I, I kind of just, I put out that video with Buttery, that no fluff video. It was kind of originally supposed to be a monster video, but uh, it didn't end up going on there it was mm -hmm. just like a little bit of stuff with that with that nose wheelie front flip yeah so we made it a buttery video and then then i did the the, you know, I went the that water urban park. i actually well no then i busted my wrist because i was gonna race uh i raced montreal supercross and got third in a main, a main event up there mm -hmm. and then the, i was gonna race monster cup and i i uh compound fractured my wrist oh. and dislocated it at milestone and um so that set me back. Well, that kind of helped push my racing effort back. And I didn't really know if I was going to, you know, what I was going to do. But then uh, you know, the CDR thing came about to go mm -hmm. race in Australia. And I just know what a serious program Craig Dak runs over there and yeah. how good, you know, I, I would, if I went there, I'd have no excuses to do bad other than if I wasn't in shape. So I just really wanted to do good at those. And I, I got really motivated by the the way everybody rides out here in north carolina and the tracks out here like it just i was kind of burnt out in southern california it's kind of like you go to the same old track all the time and it's the same dirt and the same berms and i, I don't know i was just kind of oh, i had no interest in going to the track anymore that's why i was doing so much free riding because yeah. i just want to go do new stuff and um i came out here and it was like every you know when i first got here i was just 
going and riding any if if anybody had a tip like hey there's this you know this guy has the backyard track hit him up go ride it i do that yeah and i go check stuff out and then i seen how rad like daxton bennick's place is and how you know how cool those guys are over there and then um club mx is just i mean i've never seen anything like it it's just a whole nother level and that just motivated me to ride and then they kind of just came at me with the you know it's just a bonus only deal to go race some supercrosses mm-hmm. so I mean, my other sponsors could probably kind of like they're not that thrilled, I guess, that I'm racing because it's taken away from me doing video stuff a little bit. Mm-hmm. But for me, I think it's going to be it's just going to make like I've got all these other plans that I'm just putting on hold and preparing and preparing while I get myself in killer shape and get my bike skilled back to it, what where it was at probably my height of riding. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm everything's at the moment, everything's clicking along really good for me okay when you uh you moved out to north carolina you you essentially like took over justin's home right that he had out there well justin's the one that got me to move out here okay. um when he was at jgr he came for a long time he was trying to get me to move out here and uh because he, he's like it's rad out here you got to come check it out so i came out and moved out full time in like uh may something like that mm-hmm. and uh and then he was out here for out here together for about three months and he got hurt and then he didn't get re-signed with JGR and then he had to move back to California for Moto Concepts. So I've just been renting his place mm-hmm. from him. So it works and it's really cool right now because he gets to come back here. Um, I'm driving to Tampa so I can pick him and, you know, pick him up and we can grab his bike oh, nice. and he can come train with me and hang out for a, about a month and a half. Yeah. While the season's while the series is on the East Coast, so I'm really pumped on that. Yeah. Uh and then you you're you're dating a girl out there, right? Are you still? Yeah, so I when I came out and visited Justin when I had my I had a busted wrist uh, that I was talking about. Yeah. And I wasn't doing anything at home, so I just came out and hung out with Justin and tried to just kind of help him prepare a little bit or just you know, just kind of hang out with him while he was getting ready for supercross in 2019 yeah and yeah i ended up just meeting a girl out here and uh yeah we've been dating ever since and it's <laughs> awesome she, she looks like she's game for anything dude you got her riding motor <laughs> motorbikes and <laughs> yeah she yeah she likes to travel like she loves going to events with me i mean when she, when she goes to events she kind of just goes and runs around and checks out the sites and sees everything like i, I mean she likes dirt bikes but she does she's not really like is into it is you know a lot of the moto girlfriends she's just kind of like she you know she's learning yeah but she likes riding that electric bike a lot like i get like i take her out riding on the alta and you know things so easy to ride she can climb any trail that i put in front of her and there's no clutch or shifting so she can just rip around and have a good time and then i got those uh kubergs those little ones yeah little electric bikes yeah and uh I left one of those at her house and then she just rides it. Like she does like, yeah, she has like, you know, serious jobs and has to go to meetings and stuff. She'll just ride the bike right there through town. There's no helmet (laughs) law in South Carolina. She just rides it in, rides it through the building, like takes it in the elevator and parks it next to the office. No way. That's awesome. Yeah. Sure. She likes it, but not a, not like a, a, definitely not a motocross background. Yeah. So you still have the Alta, you still moto that thing a little bit, huh? Yeah, that, I mean, I was lucky because, you know, that was kind of the way they paid me was yeah. in, in equipment. I never got a paycheck from those guys. I never asked for a paycheck. I just, uh, 
I w- was pumped on the idea of Alta mm-hmm. and loved everything about it and was passionate about it and just wanted to have the equipment because I mean I I still think I made the right decision even though even though they're not around anymore yeah like, that was uh that was those things are awesome and man they're still as fast as the day I picked it up from the showroom with 500 hours on them yeah like, how is that thing holding out it's yeah weird. how's it holding up yeah, it's great. Actually, one of them's got an error code on it, right? Or not an error, error code, a service code. Mm-hmm. Still runs the exact same, but it has this one air, uh, service code flash up. So I got to find somebody that's still got some software <laughs> at a dealership and just like, I'm sure it's nothing because yeah. the thing still runs the exact same. But it's probably, it's met so many hours that you're supposed to service it or something like that. Yeah. I think uh, that was so crazy when you did the water park video. and. <laughs> you essentially submerged that thing and it just ran perfect underwater and pulled you out of that pool. Right. Yeah. That's what they always, I've always wanted to do that. I wanted to find a pool that was deeper. I always thought it'd be funny just to do a video where you're just kind of like wearing a speedo and there's chicks by the pool and you just ride it, like Indo it off the diving board. (laughs) And then, and then you just like, you got underwater cameras and you just come riding out up the stairs. Yeah. So uh, that was kind of just the the idea on that is they totally said it was submergible. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they, I, I don't know if anybody else ever tried it. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, it's kind of risky maneuver knowing that they're not around anymore and not going to be around to replace it. But I did it probably three or four different times. Like uh-huh. we reshot it probably three or four times. And uh, yeah, I mean, I I didn't even dry it off. It is like. <laughs> threw up the back of the truck and drove home and i never had an issue with it yeah how was that uh how was it riding in those uh tubes you know the, so, was it, it slippery was most, or sketchy or is it yes that it was like i i so when i went there so Kalani rob uh bought that water park uh you know pro you know pro surfer you know mm-hmm. icon of the sport and uh he's a moto fan and I met him at Anaheim one and we were just talking. He's like, dude, I just bought this water park. You should come check it out. Like you could probably rip around on that electric bike and have a blast. Like we couldn't have any gas bikes cause we're close to a golf course. Like, cause the place borders a golf course. Mm-hmm. He's like, but dude, that electric bike, you could have some fun. So I went and checked it out and I just took a BMX bike when I went there and just like rolled or like rolled down the tubes and stuff and checked it out and, it it wasn't slippery for you know it wasn't really slippery if you're just kind of coasting and you're riding around it wasn't that bad yeah but the second you add power to it and then like <laughs> speed and g forces yeah it was it was the most slippery scary thing i've i've done like one of it was really scary like because at any time you could just like if you broke traction you just completely lost control yeah. like it would just keep sliding like if you, and so I had Dunlop make me, uh, special tires for it. And I mean, they helped like better than just if you were riding on Navi's, uh-huh. but it's still like, and then we, you know, we were trying stuff like pouring soda pop on the ramps, like <laughs> oh, just pour, soda, pour Coke on it. It'll make it good. You know, like, like yeah, good. Uh, it's, it's not a skateboard. You yeah. know? And so, yeah, on that loop, I was just like, I knew it was slippery. I thought I'd probably wash out, but we had basically they gave us i had enough money to shoot that i sh- to shoot that video in one day like we shot that whole video for you know for like a, not much money at all uh-huh. and i spent my whole budget on getting a red camera there for one day yeah and so i had to try to make everything work in one day 
<laughs> and so I still went for it and I tried to do that loop and I just washed out immediately. Yeah. And that kind of made the video though. Cause at least I had a good crash reel in there. <laughs> and then, but, you yeah, the it was grip, fun. then you did the grip tape, right? Yeah. Then, then we went and got a, we got a ladder from the groundskeeper dude, and me and buttery and Austin Politelli were just holding each other up, spreading drip tape, all cobby <laughs> along that thing. And, uh, yeah, Kalani, I mean, if it was, if it would have been anybody else, we would have never been able to do this, but Kalani was just pumped on the, yeah. on the idea of it and just made it fun. So we got to do what we, what we wanted to do and had a blast with it. The, the scariest thing by far though, is that drop in. Like, yeah. I bet. Your frame kind of rubbed. And if you went <laughs> like, if you look at, I got like a bunch of still pictures from it. At one point, my foot is like grinding the side of it. Yeah just because when I gave it gas to take off, I kind of broke loose cause I was trying to pop my front wheel up to drop in like, a, like on a ramp, yeah. you know, a skate park. Yeah. And I just spun sideways. And I mean, that was about 70 feet to your death. If you would have went off the side, my whole oh, game plan was if it got, if it went wrong, I was just going to ditch the bike and go fall backwards. Yeah. That was going to be my, that was my only safety net really. Yeah. Okay. So then you, uh, have been doing the snow bike thing. You went to X games again um yeah same program there was it the junior jackson engine yeah so uh, basically um that you know i built that engine for snow bikes uh in 2019 and i didn't get a practice or anything i just built it because i had a, my wrist was broken i wasn't released to ride so i just built the bike showed up and rode uh last year and then i rode it that one day with you and maybe like two or three other times i took it to some hill climb events and raced it in the 450 class <laughs> So it had low hours on it. Yeah. Um, so I just re just had him go through and just rebuild everything on that and just kept that same bike and got about you know, two weeks of preparation and to just basically went, built the bike, raced the, uh, you know, put the, the timber sled kit on it, rode a couple days practice, went to the qualifier. And then, uh, I was flying, I'd, I'd fly there. And I'd ride for like three, four days. Then I'd fly back to Club MX, ride for three, four days, fly back, ride for three, four days. And I mean, I, I rode like from like Christmas to X Games. I rode like 16 or 17 times, but it was like split up between snow and supercross. It was, it was pretty <laughs> wild. Okay. So, yeah, you know, I, I've ridden one a couple of times and to me it was completely foreign. You know, I thought it was going to feel like a dirt bike in the snow, but... I mean, it might as well have been a stand-up watercraft for me. I was completely out of my element, and I was scared riding it through the pits because the thing was so tall. And like, you know, it's sitting there balancing, and you got to climb up on it. And I'm like hoping, oh man, I hope it doesn't fall over the other way. But um, super <laughs> impressive to watch you adapt to it really quick. Yeah, they're they're different, and like uh, on some days I ride it really, really good. Like, I mean, even at X Games, I felt good. I qualified just you know i qualified third and i was riding really good like i just uh i just didn't give myself a good chance i clutch creeped a little bit on the start of the heat race it sent me the back row and then i fell down in the heat race on the first lap and was like 30 seconds down mm. and i think i made up like 15 seconds on the leader to get back to sixth place because they don't have an lcq like remember when villapoto went there and he fell and that was just it he just couldn't race anymore like they still have that same rule. So I had to just ride like crazy. And then in the main, I had last gate pick and I was just in the soft stuff and, uh, just got buried on the start and 
just uh you know it's only about a eight minute moto so you yeah. don't you don't got that much time it's hard to pass and on those things too because you're just getting it's just snow dust sitting in front yeah. of you and you, it's hard to see your line and you know they're different but it's kind of just like riding a heavy dirt bike with your front brakes on the whole time <laughs> yeah, i mean they have their days where they're extremely fun and they feel really awesome like like out in the back country like i went out riding with keaton ward and uh west yellowstone and it was a nice sunny day it's just over freezing there's tons of snow and it's like riding in the dunes you know yeah. like it's that it's that fun in the powder because you just leave it on everywhere like you don't have to worry about tipping over as long as your gas is on you're, you're just railing stuff and having fun yeah everybody's but then, like told I said, on the ice and stuff it's not fun <laughs> yeah it's not <laughs> so and then it you know, some people will think, oh, you just crash in the snow. It doesn't hurt, but it does hurt. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I it, it doesn't hurt as bad, I'll tell you. Yeah, that. yeah, it doesn't hurt they as bad. Had, well, the time I rode, we took uh, we took Pat Foster with us, and yeah, I think he broke like three ribs because he crashed. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you can get hurt on those things. Yeah, it doesn't hurt as bad, though, man. They had some big old, like, three four foot tall rollers and when the when we ride it erx they, the snowmobiles ride it yeah and they make it gnarly it's like and it's kind of like in that world like we're kind of like the quads like <laughs> yeah we right? screw up the track like they say we screw up the track and we're like yeah. kind of the like it's starting to get to where i think snow bikers like we're putting in lap times that are close it's, you know some weekends maybe they'll we'll be faster than the snowcross guys because they're so much easier to turn than a snowmobile yeah but those guys can launch like big jumps and case big jumps and they're fine like where if we case a jump a little bit sideways you're pretty much just gonna wad yeah it's but the like, back to what you're saying about crashing like they had some big rollers like one time i came through and just clicked third and was like i'm just gonna skim these things like a set of supercross whoops and that worked till about the second to last one and i i like my front ski went a little like right and i just it was the most explosive yard sale really? and i thought for sure like i was just gonna you know like you just you hit it you hit the ground and you just covered in snow and like you can't see out of your goggles and you just feel mangled yeah and then once you thaw out you're like oh dude i'm totally fine <laughs> <laughs> i just dude when i when i got on it i was just like man I, I, if i crash this thing i don't want to get hit by that track like does that yeah. ever happen or is that a concern or is that just the uh ignorant fear that i had because i'd never ridden one no no dudes get hammered in, in the snow on snow well the snow crust the snowmobile guys they have um studs like gnarly studs yeah so but the snow bikes don't have studs but you can they still are heavy and like i've narrowly missed getting just tatered by my kit at x games i had my I had a front sprocket disintegrate on a jump face mm. on like one of the biggest jumps there. Mm -hmm. And I held it, held it, held it, and then just bailed through the bars and kicked the bike away. And then the bike kind of flipped, like the bike flipped towards me, but just barely grazed me, like Oof. didn't get hit by it. Like, yeah. And then I, again, I was totally fine where I would have been, you know, going to the hospital if it was in dirt, Yeah. you know, but didn't get, didn't get mangled. I mean, didn't even, wasn't even sore the next day. Because, I mean, the snow has give, but if you do get hit by the equipment, like, it's gnarly. And I, I've yet to get run over by another guy, but <laughs> I can't imagine that that's going to be fun. Because, you know, those skis, they have skags that are basically just blades that are going into the snow and cutting through the snow to, to get traction. Yeah. Yikes. So, it's, yeah, it's a bit scary, man. But 
it you know it, it has its but it's nothing like a super cross scary yeah uh, i guess just because it's something foreign it scares me more yeah man like how how stoked are you right now like are you like i, I would imagine you know at this point in your career you're not nervous coming to the race you, you just got to be anxious to get out there and looking forward to rubbing elbows and banging bars again yeah yeah, I mean, I'm obviously nervous because it's good. Like, I think I'm riding well. Like, I think everything's going good, and I think I'm in shape. Um, but you know, when you get on a, you get on the line, and uh, you know, you're up against all these dudes, and you know, you, you hear the crisp sound of all these factory two fifties. It's going to be a little bit intimidating, but you know, I, I'm just, I, 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 yeah, I think I'm, it's more of an anxious feeling to go out and and show everybody what I've been, you know, that I've putting in a lot of a lot of hard work and it's just it's kind of just out of it's mainly just out of passion to go do it and just a cool opportunity really Mm -hmm. um okay so since this is like a fox thing right so the fox gear i saw it was the 360 stuff and it's like kind of like black and white checks with flow yellow or green in it you know which one i'm talking about uh, I think I'm running the, like that dark navy with the yellow this weekend. Are you? Okay, because that, yeah, that's what the I dark saw there. Navy with the kind of like that big, the big fluorescent uh, stripe across the front, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, 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 that's I think cool. that's what I'm running. So is, yeah, Mo- I mean, is monster involved? Like you can have an M claw on your helmet. I mean, anytime I'm riding, uh, you know, monsters involved. They're, monsters, the reason that I'm, I'm able to do what I love doing and go riding all the time. They're the ones that kind of support this uh support this habit and you know push me to go do you know video projects and stuff like that yeah so yeah i mean anytime i'm riding i'm gonna have monster on my helmet we got monster on the graphics um like like i said they're one of them that i think they're like yeah that's cool go race like we already got (laughs) dudes that are supposed to beat you so you know that's cool go have some fun but we'll see you know yeah i want to go and put a smile on their face and hopefully i can you know, make Aaron Nixon run to go grab me an extra hat and a, and a can for the podium. <laughs> yeah, heck yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, how, how often are you talking with uh, Justin? I talk to Justin as much as I can. Uh, I think he's a little bit like me when he doesn't have a weekend that he's overly ex- ecstatic about. He doesn't. He knows I'm probably going to try to talk about it with him, and he pr- doesn't probably want you know, <laughs> to hear it. Yeah. So uh, we talked a lot after uh, Oakland. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, but uh he's riding good. He's man, he's he's just one of those kids. He's got he's got it all. He can do it. Like he there's every weekend I get so anxious watching the races on TV. I get more nervous watching him than than when I line up myself cuz yeah. I just know he can do it. And every weekend it might be that weekend that he goes out and just blows everybody away. Yeah. So, dude, the um, Oakland Heat race was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. But it, it's like, it's it's that stuff that it could happen way more often. I just, I want him, to, I just can't wait for that day where he just unleashes this on everybody. And I, I feel like a broken record saying it. He's just, I've ridden with the best and seen just, you know, James Stewart do some just absurd things on dirt bikes. And you know, I've seen Chad Reed do some insane things on dirt bikes. Lawrence and all, you know, Grant Langston Outdoors and like, my brother does some, he's in that category of somebody that can just do insane stuff. He's on that kind of a different wavelength though. Cause he never looks like he's even trying. Yeah. Like he, he'll go 
put the fastest time of the day down and you like you'll make him go do it again because you think he like messed up on the stopwatch because <laughs> he just doesn't even look like he's trying yeah uh, and i watch him in pra- time practice like oh, i blew that lap and then i look at the board like oh never mind that's good <laughs> <laughs> you know what's so funny to me is like remember like when when you and i first became friends when you're you know turning pro i just remember justin like kind of like eh. he was racing minis and like kind of wasn't really super into it and I remember how chubby he was. And then yeah. he's like gnarly dude now. It's just so funny to see how the the switch flicked for him, you know? Yeah, he well, I mean, he was like when he he, he was on 50s and he would just kind of like ride for fun. And then we got him some Polinis and he was like at the top of his age group in 50s and he went out and he just like win every moto. I remember him and Cincerillo battling and Justin <laughs> Justin just like he won every moto and then you know same then he kind of just like messed around for a year and he's at the top of his age group again and he just go out and win every moto at world Bitty. and he just and then he was right he broke his ankle one time and it was in his growth plate and he was like a old 10 or 11 year old kid you know and that's mm-hmm. kind of a bad break when you're that age and yeah then he just because he used to be like the most ripped kid ever when he was a little kid like he could do more he could just do he just dropped down and do one-handed push-ups to show off the shirt off he had like a six-pack when he was seven or eight and like and then and then he got hurt and he just sat around the couch and didn't do anything and he just eat garbage like he just constantly drinking chocolate milk so he finding candy just he'd run around the pits and just raid everybody's cupboards yeah and then and then yeah i don't know he just it was like when i got hurt in 2010 he was just kind of getting to that age where, you know, he was growing up and starting to get peach fuzz and he just got turned to, into a badass. Yeah. And yeah. And then, I mean, he's, he's a gnarly kid. Like everybody like bags on him and says, Oh, he's not in shape and not in that. Like he's probably one of the strongest dudes on the line. Mm-hmm. Like he is strong. He's in good shape. Like when he doesn't do good, I'm as baffled as the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me because he's got all the talent in the world. But, you know, I, you know, sometimes he maybe he doesn't – some weekends maybe he doesn't give it the absolute 100%. But, you know, he's probably seen – you know, he's been around this sport and he's seen a lot of injuries and he's seen a lot of stuff. And maybe he's just smarter and goes, okay, maybe today I'm not feeling it. I'm going to back it down. Yeah. But, like, you know, when he was in a championship run, I mean, he was only off the podium at the first round. I mean, the kid could ride. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, speaking of injuries and everything, how is your foot now? Like, have you just adapted completely to it or has it made progress and you're getting more movement back? Nah, things jacked. It's like, (laughs) it's still the same. Like I've just gotten way more used to it and everything seems to have strengthened up around it. Like I've worked, I mean, like I've kind of started to get a little bit of a calf muscle from road biking, but it's still about like the third of the size or you know a third smaller than the other one yeah um it, it's just i never regained the, the nerve group that you know I, I i completely lost nerve function in one of the nerve groups so i can i'm just like a stage above drop foot like i still trip walking through door you know with you know door seals sometimes yeah like it just it, it's not great but i've just adapted to it and i mean that's why i'm always you know in you know good like 
not top of the line boots because I have to have that flexibility to feel um, my foot peg through vibration. Yeah. Because I have to feel that vibration up my foot to know where my foot's standing. I mean, like I could stand on a frying pan and not even know it until I smelt it. So you, so you have no feeling on the bottom of your foot. Yeah, I have no no sensitivity, no feeling. I mean, like if I stepped on a nail, like I, I have like some pressure like hypersensitive like I, it's it's a weird it's hard to explain it's like i on, on certain pressures i have hypersensitivity like if i step on a little piece of gravel like i'll just like like almost fall to the ground yeah but i can't i have no sensitivity to like touch or anything like that i just get this shooting pain up my leg like oh something's wrong like i just get like mm-hmm. an alert like whoa abort mission are you still having uh it. are you still having problems like wearing like blisters and sores in your foot and stuff because you can't feel it no after that, that, so was... When I, that was the thing i was yeah i had a lot of surgeries to fix that like i was getting pressure sores in the bottoms of my feet and constantly like when i was at rch i was just racing and then when i'd get done on the weekend i'd pretty much go on crutches for like two three days to just try to let my pressure sores heal and then go ride for a day. And then I, I mean, I would doctor my foot up like a, like a boxer would, you know, do his hands and put, try to like put little pads over sores and stuff like that. And, um, that got better in 2014. I went and got, got some, a bunch of bones ground down in my foot, um, to try to evenly place that. Mm-hmm. So that, that's not an, that, that's not an issue. Like I don't have to doctor my foot up every day when I go out the door anymore. Mm-hmm. Trying to do that for about five years, almost four years, five years. Like I, it was, it was kind of a nightmare. So once that got better, um, everything was, then I got more mobile, you know, I could you know, pretty much do whatever. I mean, if I'm, I can kind of, you know, go running a little bit in the sand, you know, mm-hmm. like a little, you know, I can kind of almost run and, you know, I cycle and all that. So it's, it, it gotten to be, a, got a lot more normal. Mm-hmm. Like some, some people, like people see me like, well, dude, you, you hurt something, you limping. It's like, no man i just kind of started to hide my limp a little bit <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm a little uh i'm a little worried chase chase curtis my video guy he yeah he in october he like over jumped something into the face of another jump and he uh i guess it's called a jumper's fracture where uh, he just blew apart his tib and fib in the ankle area and he's still in a boot right now, and he's not weight-bearing for another two weeks, I think. So, I mean, from October till now, it's a pretty long time. But he's got some, like, yeah. he's got some sort of nerve damage because he says he can't feel the bottom of his foot. So. <clears throat> well, if it's only been that long, like, you know, he it might, you know, some it, nerves take a long time to regenerate. And he just kind of can't, like, for about, I mean, I didn't have nothing. I couldn't even, like, flex my toes or do anything like i can still only flex a few toes a little bit but it does keep coming back i mean it took me literally about three years to where i could even lift my foot up you know to to not drag it behind me mm-hmm. so i mean it just it takes a while i know uh sometimes you know a lot of times it will come back if you just keep trying to wake it back up i mean i went dr g was the best thing ever for me because i would just he would keep encouraging me to come back hey man you know keep working on it keep working on it and i mean one day, we always tell this story. One day, I'd, I used to, you know, I used to wear like those big, like DC high top shoes. Yeah. Like I'd always be running those. But one yeah, day, wasn't I was your... you know, <laughs> something was in your shoe or something, right? Yeah. So we leave and I'm like having this encouraging day. Like, yeah, man, it's coming. I think I feel it. Like, I, you know, 
trying to pick up marbles with my toes, you know, basically just like sticking them between them and lifting up, you know? Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, I get back and I'm like, I can't find my sunglasses and I'm driving home. And then I get back and I take off my shoe and I'm like, my sunglasses were in my shoe. Like I was just <laughs> stepping on them the whole time and had no oh, idea. Shit. It was like an hour and a half drive home. And I'm like, oh, that was pretty discouraging, but yeah. things, you know, it, it did get better. So hopefully keeps, keeps moving for him. Yeah. Well, um, looking back now, you know, so how, okay. How long has it been since you raced full time? Uh, 2014 was my last full season. Okay. So 2000, 2015, I did a little bit and then I got hurt. Okay. Watching the races and the way things have evolved. What, uh, what do you think has been the biggest change in the sport since you retired from full-time racing? Bikes are better. Bikes are just way better. Um, you know, like the my last, you know, really good year was 2010, and that was the first year that all the bikes were kind of getting fuel injection. And, you know, the way you can just launch, like, say if you have a triple, double, and then, a you know, a 65-foot or 75-foot triple, before you used to kind of have to go, like, triple, double, grease that double, and then carry speed into the triple. Mm-hmm. Now you can just launch that double until your front wheel is halfway up the face of the triple and land on the gas and just know your bike's going <laughs> to keep shooting you forward and then you throw a scrub. You know, it's just, yeah. it's gotten rid of the guesswork and you, didn't have, you don't have to be as, you know, precise, precise anymore. Like you can be more, like, I think that's why it's kind of turned into a, uh, like you know, everybody says, all oh, the tracks are easy. It's like, no, the, those tracks would have been gnarly on a 2008 yz 450 or a 2004 <laughs> yz250 like they'd just be gnarly tracks yeah it's just the bikes are getting better and these training facilities got kids training at elite athlete status from a young age and everybody's just you know it's you got to be in really good shape or don't bother showing up mm-hmm. cool yeah well dude i'm uh i'm flying are you doing press day yeah, but they, I got to do the 5 a.m. one. Maybe. I don't think they let me in for the afternoon. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm privateer again, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm well, privateer uh, guy. Yeah, I'm flying, <laughs> out on a, I'm flying out on a red eye Thursday night because I was going to just fly a regular flight Thursday, but uh, uh, Husky's giving us our Rockstar Edition 450 at lovely Glen Helen. So I'm going to fly a red eye and get out there just in time for, uh, you know what? How long is the the five a.m. press day? Because I land at five fifteen. Oh, you're probably perfect because they they say be there at five, and then we probably don't ride till like six thirty. You know? Oh, maybe I'll come watch. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, send, send me a text. Yeah, we'll see. But dude, I am super fired up for a couple of reasons. One, see you race, but also tickle. But it's gonna be cool, man. I I can't wait to see you back on the track, and uh, I hope to see you running up front as you as uh as you plan to well, we'll see man i'm excited a lot of fast kids and you know it's been a, it's been a minute but i've done everything I, I i can't like this year i can't really uh you know i guess i could have took less less time off to ride snowcross stuff but i mean i've done everything i could do i don't think anybody's worked harder than me from since i went to australia till now so i'm excited nice right on joshua well uh we will see you in uh in tampa sounds good Thanks for the call. Thank you.